Today we are joined by Nicholas Martin, who is currently a redshirt sophomore football player at Oklahoma State University. You know, going into this offseason, Nicholas, what do you want to focus on the most within your game? And what is the program's mindset going into this offseason as well? I would say uh, the best thing I could improve on is over, overall my, my entire game differently, but I would say the, the film aspect, the, the mental aspect of the game, just really dissecting and taking in everything, you know what I mean? Just being around the coaches and, and getting better f familiar with football itself. Because, you know, I haven't played my whole life, but it's always more things and more wisdom you can gain from from different people around you in the corner. So I, I could definitely get better in the mental aspect. And just uh, as a team, I think we could get better overall, you know? Right. What did you learn the most from this past season that you didn't know coming into college? What was the biggest difference between your redshirt freshman year and then last season playing all 13 games? I would say uh, the game slowed down a lot. Because mm -hmm. uh, my freshman year, was, it was super fast paced because I remember I came here early. I came here uh, a semester early, so I, I was in spring ball in, in, in 2021 when I was supposed to be in high school, and the game was just super fast paced and every, everything was going fast. But I would say last year, it slowed down a lot, and those things kind of seemed a little easier than, than it was before which I expected to be this year, and they just keep growing and keep growing. I think the biggest difference is when, when once you get older and stuff, the game does slow down. Because I was I played basketball, and once I realized when the game slowed down, it just became a lot easier for me as well yeah. as, a, as an individual player. And I think that it's going to continue to slow down for you. You're just going to continue to grow and grow and grow, and that's the most important thing. But what's the what's the, probably one of the main reasons why you redshirted? Is that the reason why? Because I know sometimes – People can leave high school early and then enroll into college early. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why. Were you injured at all? Or what was the main reason why you wanted to register? Did you want to just continue to develop more and learn more? Or yeah. what was your situation like? Uh, my, uh, my main reason was development. I wanted to uh, use use that opportunity to learn learn the defense and, and grow as and grow the player mentally and physically and just, uh, just, just, just perfect my game and take that year to just blossom as a player. I think that was a good decision for me. Okay, nice. So, you know, having two years under your belt, walk me through the toughest time that you ever been through as an athlete, and how were you able to continue to stay mentally sharp through it all and be resilient through it all as well? I would say definitely my freshman year, going from high school, playing all the time, being that best of all player to, to freshman year, not really getting on the field that much and not getting the reps that you want. It was definitely a, a big adversity thing, but I, I had to look at it as this is a opportunity to get better and uh and perfect your craft and, and point out the things that you need to work on because a lot of players often get this little me 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 uh mentality and they think the coach ain't messing with me uh right I should be on the field but at the end of the day the only person keeping you off the field is yourself right right and I, I had to keep that on the chin and just and just grow as a player and as a, and as a teammate. To correlate to what you're saying is I think that's why a lot of players go to the transfer portal. We're in a generation now where it's just like like why like you, you have you know your own reasons why you transfer. And some people might have good reasons why they transfer. But there's other yeah. people other people that some some athletes are just not patient enough and they yeah. just transfer right away. And then once they transfer right away their career just derails from there. What's the relationship like with your coaches? Are you able to have, you know, uncomfortable conversations with them about your game or about just life, period, 
So what's the connection in the, in the relationship like with, with your coaching staff? I would say the, the connection is pretty genuine. We can go to our position coaches and pretty much talk talk to them about anything between between football or life and just and just ask them what we need to work on and, and what we can do to get to get better and get on the field more. More than likely, they don't keep it a book with you and, and, and be honest with you as, as they should because it's man to man. Right. Uh, those tough conversations have to happen in, in order for a player to grow and uh, point out what he need, what he needs to work on. So I would say the the, the relationship's pretty genuine between the coaches and players now. So what are you looking forward to the most for next season? What's the expectations that you have for yourself for next season? What do you want to accomplish the most? My main goal is definitely a Big 12 championship. Okay. Team. Yeah. And, and I know all, all those, everything else will follow. The uh, the individual accolades will follow. But if, if I had to, to point out any individual, it would be definitely being a first-team all Big 12. Really just going out and ball out and, and showing and showcasing my game and showing what I can do at the next level. So Okay. So you guys been through – so you've been there for two years – I, were you were you playing in that Baylor Oklahoma State game when it came down to the last play? Were you were you on the team then? And when yeah, that's when that's when you guys had the Ohio State's defensive coordinator right now. So you guys yeah. so you guys been through three defensive coordinators already. Yeah. Damn. I've only yeah I've only spent one year in each defense, so I ain't even had two years in a defense under my belt yet. So that's that's tough. So yeah yeah go ahead go ahead my bad. And saying that it is like it is like unfortunate, but as a, like whenever the, the time comes when I'm in the league, it'll be it'll be a good thing because I have more experience between the, like three different defenses, and I could move differently than most players because they don't have the experience in, in, in certain defenses. So yeah, would you say that it made you more versatile as a player? Because I, I don't care what anybody said. Like going through three defensive coordinators and. The last two years can be challenging. What was probably the most yeah. challenging part about that? I think the most challenging part about it is definitely learning, relearning the playbook, and because because the, the terminology changes totally. But right. ultimately, all do the same thing, and you just got to take it with a grain of salt and just take it day by day because that's what we in right now. We we in the learning phase and, and learning the different terminology because you know football it really is a different language than than, than people understand. So, right, right. So uh, it's way different than basketball. I play basketball and it's hard to be a football player because you gotta learn so many packages, bro. It's crazy. Yeah. It's it's crazy how you gotta adjust. It's and, challenging, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely challenging. Switching topics a little bit. What is? I saw that you're a religious person and you know you're really into God and stuff like that, uh, which is a great thing. I am too. I come from. A religious background ask you uh how has god been able to help you through tough situations while you've been at oklahoma state because obviously everybody's good on their high school team you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and then now you're at a elite program like oklahoma state and you're at a power five school and you're at a school where you guys are competing for national championships and once this college football playoff expands you know your guys most likely going to be in the in the playoff conversation every single year. So having the standards and having the bars set that high and expectations set that high, how has God been able to help you through all, all the struggles? No matter how good you are, you're going to hit a wall throughout your career that you got to be able to to fight through and go through another door. So how has God been able to help you through that? I will say God has been that rock for me. When, when things got hard, when I was uh, fighting adversity, when I was thinking about, when I was getting in my mind and, a selfish mindset. It kept me humble. It realized like 
can maybe just sit back and think that I'm really blessed. Like I'm in the I'm in the top percent of right of football players, and and I'm living a dream. So whenever things could be like they seem really bad, they always could be worse. And uh, I I think God is really throwing that upon me and and. And just keeping me humble and keeping and keeping my head down and, and working, you know, and realizing that it's all gonna pay off in the end. So. Right, absolutely. And I know that you're you're a redshirt sophomore now, and you're basically an upperclassman because you've been there for two years already. Are you looking? Are you looking to take uh, on a more of a leadership role next year and mentor the, the young guys since you already have like a lot of experience under your belt and you have a lot of like you said you played in all thirteen games this past year so you you have a lot of knowledge that some of these young guys or the next wave of recruits coming in don't know yet and you was in the same spot that they were in so are you are you looking to take on more of a leader what what is your leadership style are you more of a a guy that leads by example. Or just a vocal leader. What's your leadership style in general? I'm more of a lead by example guy. I mean, I, I, I'll give my two cents every now and then when it's needed. Yeah, I was talking to, to, to some of the coaches this past week and um, talking about me taking more of a leadership role, and, and they want me to do that because they they know what I can do on the field, and, and they want to give me that leadership role for when years to come. It's, it's more of like a second nature to me. Lead by example type of guy. Okay, nice, nice, nice. What do you think? Within your game, what do you think it's going to take for you to to get to the league and be like a, a first round, second round, or third round pick? What do you think it's going to take? What do you got to improve on the most? That you would say your footwork, your tackling, or like what do you, what do you want to improve on the most to get your, get get your stock even risen even higher after next season and be on the draft board? Yeah, I could definitely improve all of those things: tackle, footwork, the fundamentals of the game. But I would say my biggest thing that I can improve on. It's just the total knowledge of football and what this means here and what that means there. Because I would say I, I have a, a decent amount of knowledge because I've been around some, some dudes and, and I know how, to, how the game works. But those guys in the league, they, they're geniuses when it comes to it. So right, I, right. Can always, I, I can always uh, get much better with that because there's no ceiling for that. You can always get more and more of a higher football IQ and think I could definitely improve on that. Who are you looking forward to playing the most this season? I know, besides Oklahoma, I know that's your rival, and I know you guys had a lot of, you guys got bad blood against each other, but yeah. uh, what's, uh, I know you guys don't like each other at all, but what, what, what's what's one game that you guys circled on your calendar that you're looking forward to playing in next year? The, uh, the Kansas State game. Uh, we Okay. They can't stay, and I would say the, the TCU game, because the TCU game was another fight. It was a double overtime. We lost Scam Short. And in the case they game, that was just a massive. We got shut out. Yeah, it was. It was oh, the, so, oh, the Kansas, you talking about the Kansas State game? You guys got shut out? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So, uh, so, yeah, we definitely, that's that's a, we got a chip on our shoulder about that one. So, we going into this, to, into this offseason thinking about that and, uh, and just figuring out how we can keep that from never happening again, you know. Right. The game that I feel like everybody wants, you know. What would you say that separates Oklahoma State football program from other elite programs? I'll say our discipline, and toughness, and our attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of a lot of um, teams, you know, we are young and we are like young adults. So the discipline and the uh, and the understanding assignments and and fighting after a play or getting penalties, it's it's gonna come with youth. So. So I think I think we have a, a upper hand when it comes to the toughness and overall discipline of the game. 
The key part that you said right there that I that caught my eye is attention to detail. Are you talking about film too? Because I think that's the probably one of the most important aspects of like developing a, a football program. And I've been through a lot. I've been in a couple situations where I would watch film with the team, but nobody would say anything. So it was like a waste of two hours. Like our coach would go through film and like nobody, like especially in high school, like nobody would say anything. So it was basically like a waste of time. There was like no leadership in the room. So so when you guys are watching film and going through your film sessions, does coach point out every single little detail and stops the clips every 10 seconds? I know it could be aggravating, but that's going to help you on the long run. Describe the interaction. Yo, yo we spend a considerable amount of time on each play. And, uh, we take notes between each play and we uh, point out every, every situation that can happen with this play and and this play call on this type of formation and this type of read and what the quarterback's looking for and what the, uh, what the splits of the offensive lines are and what the, the running back split is. And, and if it's three by one, if it's two by two, if it's one by three, if I beat, uh, it's just a lot of things that we go through to, uh, to make sure that we prepare to play fast and not, and not think too much on the field. Because when you start thinking, that's when you start playing slow and then you start busting, start, start missing reads. And I would say that, uh, we spend a lot of time in film, majority of time on film, because like we only have about two hour practices. Okay. Maybe, and then we be for like three, three hours just film study. Walk me through off season training that you guys do. So it's February right now. It's, you're going into it's about to be March. So what? So what are you guys doing right now to prepare for next season? Because I know you guys train all summer and get back on campus before everybody else do. So what is it like? Because you guys got a spring game coming up in April. So so what's the process like from getting ready for the spring game and then right after the spring game, coming back on campus and, and getting ready for, you know, next year? Right now we're in training. The training aspect, so it's a bunch of hard work, sweat, blood and tears. And um, it's cold, so don't nobody want to be outside. But right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, right now we we in the training aspect and then, yeah, I'm pretty sure in April, we we, we going to start spring ball. Or late March, we start spring ball. And then we do that for about, I think, like four weeks. And then we have our spring game. And then we off for the whole month of May. And then we come back in June. And, and, and it's back to training for, I think, about six more weeks. And then we start two days uh, fall camp. Man, on an elite level like you are right now, the majority of it is in your head, your mindset, your mentality. From the neck up, uh, I will always say, and I would tell the, you know, the younger generation, um, what is mental health to you? And have you ever, you know, been through any mental health struggles or any of your teammates been through mental health struggles as well? I'm actually really close to, um, like, a basically family to me. Grew up with him. He struggled with, he struggles with uh, mental health. Okay. And, uh, and he, he has points where he's crashed and he had to go impatient uh, and all those type of things and, and really just focus on himself and take a, take a break from, from, from football. It's really... It's, it's more serious than people think. and uh, Especially with football. Yeah, I think this is the most, like, most serious it's been and most, most people think it's been in, like, I think in all our generations. It's, it's very serious, and I think it should it should be talked about more, especially in males, because, you know, that, that big pride thing and that yeah, man, right, man, right. supposed to be, supposed to be these, uh, these macho people who never had any feelings, never had any mm-hmm. struggles. And I... Uh, in, and I think that that's not the case. It's definitely when you fight adversity, you more you more so 
vulnerable to to those things. So I think mental health is it's a big thing that needs to be talked about in football, definitely. Okay, nice, nice. Does the training staff like pay extra close attention to concussions and stuff when you guys are in practice or in games? Because I feel like, you know, there's a big st- stigma going around with like protecting football players and and uh, it's a dangerous sport at the end of the day. Yeah. Definitely way more dangerous than basketball, what I play. So does the training staff take initiative to to make sure you guys are good and make sure you guys are, you know, not concussed or try to limit concussions? Because obviously you saw this past NFL season, well, NFL season, you see a lot, like you see Tua, you see a lot of guys, you know, uh, that went down with concussions. You see Devontae Parker from the Patriots, he fell on the ground. They're in the middle of a play, and they had to stop the play, and, uh, you know, stop the whole game for a minute. In practice, we wear those those guardian shields on our helmets. Okay. Um, and, and I think those do a, a, a great deal because really just takes away the shock from head-to-head collisions or, or helmet-to-touch collisions. And, uh, and we also do these these uh, manual neck exercises because a lot of people don't realize that if you have a weak neck, you cause a cons and concussions. And, right, right. And, uh, also, you guys do neck exercises, right? Yeah. Like, like with the... Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Percussion protocol is definitely a big thing for us because we've had, we had a, a, a considerable amount of guys that uh, they had to medically retire. Yeah, man. Uh, because, yeah. because of concussions or just injuries like that. So we are definitely taking more of our attention to it. To end this episode, I'll ask you this, and I'll get you off on here. What legacy do you want to leave behind at Oklahoma State before you go off to the NFL? I'm, I'm big on hard work, and I'm big on and I'm big on uh, mentality, having having hard work mentality, and and yeah, we're full of talented guys. But at this level, everybody's talented, and uh, it's, it's all about who works the hardest. So mm-hmm. I want to be remembered as the hardest worker.